Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're welcome to another wonderful day and another wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. You are welcome to the joy of the Lord is my strength conference of 2023. It's another wonderful time to be in the presence of the Lord. And I'm excited to have you here for another wonderful session to share the word of God with you. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the ability to be here. Thank you for the grace, the message, the life that you've given to us to be here. We believe that indeed there is none like you in this camp. There is none compared to you. There is none who is like unto you. Among every other God, there is none that compares to you. We thank you, O Lord, and we bless you for all the things that you've given to us. The opportunities, the abilities, the victories that you've given to us. We are grateful and thankful, Lord. We love you, we honor you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Nehemiah chapter, um, Nehemiah chapter 8 and the verse number 1. I'm going to be reading all the way to verse 10 and I want to show you something there for these few days. Hallelujah. Nehemiah chapter 9, chapter 8, and the verse number 1. It says in the King James Version. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gates. And they spake unto Israel the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Reading on, it says, And Israel the priest brought the law before the congregation of both men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gates from the morning to the midday, before the men and the women, and those that could understand. And the ears of the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Israel the scribe stood, and Israel the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Matitia, Matithiah, and Shema, and Ananiah, and Urijah, and Hikiah, and Maziah. On his right hand and on his left hand, Pedidiah and Mishael and Malchiah and Hashem and Hashbanabandana and Zechariah and Meshulam. And Israel opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above the people. But when he opened it, all the people stood up. All the people stood up. And Israel blessed the Lord, the great God, 
And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their heads, their hands. They bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Yeshua and Bani and Sherebiah, Jamin, Akko, Shabetai, Bodija, Masaya, Kelita, Azariah, Jozabat, Hanan, Heliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. Verse 8 it says, So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tersh, Tershatar, and Israel, the priest, the scribe, and all the Levites that taught the people said unto the said unto all the people, This the day, this day is holy unto the Lord your God, more not nor weak. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweets, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Now that is the main part that I wanted you to see in the um, scripture. The joy of the Lord being your strength. Now this is being said most of the times in many situations. But do we really know the meaning to the joy of the Lord is our strength? Do we really know how powerful our words are? Or how powerful our joy is. I told you a few days ago in the Council Joy Conference that your joy is the most precious thing that you can ever have in your life. If there's anything that you can have in this life that will be most precious, I believe it to be your joy. Praise God. I believe it to be your joy. Because that's what will keep you. That's what will hold you when you have nobody there. Hallelujah. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. And even our joy is strength on its own. Hallelujah. A few days ago I told you a lot about joy. That joy is a double dose of happiness or excitement. So this means that, so this means that basically, the joy that we have in us is actually a certain power. Amen. That we should not let that power go to waste. We shouldn't let that power go to waste. Because the joy is a strength. It's a power on its own. Because why else would these people say that the joy of the Lord is your strength? When they were crying about the law, it's the same thing in our lives. Something, let's take any situation that we can, is in front of us as a law, and we are crying about it. And they are saying, Fear not, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So let's say you have a situation before you. What situation is it? What situation is it? Is it lack? 
of anything in this life? Are you lacking anything? Are you not happy about certain situations? That you cannot move forward or be prosperous as others in life? These are the situations that I'm talking about. This is the law that I'm talking about. This is what they were talking about. This is what was before them. The situation that was before them enticed them to cry. Which encouraged Satan because Satan doesn't want to see you happy. Remember, that's one thing he always wants to take from you. Because the joy that you have is your strength. So when you add that power into faith, it becomes a greater thing. Therefore, you don't have any reason to cower before Satan. Yes, that is the law. You have a situation before you. That situation is the law as you just read. And they are saying, fear not, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Meaning, it will go if you are only joyful. Because, I mean, take a look at this. Why would he say, the joy of the Lord is your strength? And nothing else concerning that. He only said that, and that was the end of it. Because I told you that when you are doing something to somebody and you realize that the person is not reacting to what you are doing, eventually you leave the person alone. True or false? For example, you, you get up every morning and you make it a daily thing that every day you are going to insult this person when you wake up. It's like your daily brother you take him. Now when you do that, you realize that the person isn't commenting. It's just looking at you. That's why they say you have to be careful with such people. Because they don't react. They are always joyous. They are not worried about what they are doing. That's how to live life. If you want to live a carefree life, or if you want to live a life where you have less problems, be always joyous. Be always joyful. Don't let anything bring down your joy. Not even the death of somebody. There will come a time, yes, you remember that person and you cry. But don't stand on that for your joy to be snatched away. Because you know the word of the Lord and he said we should give thanks to him in every situation. Hallelujah. We should give thanks to him in every situation. All thanks be unto him in every situation. Glory to God. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. And what makes, that was the question. He said the joy of the Lord, not our joy. Because I said count it all joy. Did I not? Okay. So now I'm also saying this. Now it says the joy of the Lord. So then again we have to ask ourselves. We know the definition of joy. We know who the Lord is. But the phrase there is what we don't understand. Of the Lord. So joy of the Lord. Meaning this joy isn't ours to know what makes us happy. But it is of the Lord. What makes the Lord happy? Ever ask yourself that question? What makes the Lord happy? Is it the fact that we serve Him in this house? 
Is it the fact that we give our offerings and tithes? Is it the fact that we pour ourselves children of God and are reading the Bible every day? What really makes him happy is what you need to ask yourself. What makes you happy is different from what makes the Lord happy. For example, the Lord is always happy when a soul comes into the kingdom of God. When a soul is born, heaven rejoices. Meaning that the Lord rejoices because it's a great thing. Because he knows that when he was on this earth, when he was on the face of this earth, it was not easy to win souls. So if he has sent you and given you power to do it and you have been able to do it, it's an achievement. It's a great one. Another thing about joy is that it always appears as an achievement. Everything appears to you as an achievement. So whenever you, it, there's not even a necessity to be joyous, you are happy because it's an achievement. That is what your joy is doing inside you. Glory to God. Yes. When you are joyous, that's, I don't know how many points you are written down, but I suggest that you be taking points. When you are joyous, everything becomes like an achievement to you. Because it doesn't take you much. Eh? It doesn't take you much to be surprised, and it doesn't take you much to be happy. That is how you should be. And that is why some ladies are not married to people. They are not joyous. It is either they are frowning or their face is neutral. It's either they are sitting somewhere looking on their phone. You can't even express joy. When you are joyous, you express it everywhere. No matter where you are, everybody around you, one, one way to know if you are joyous is that when you go somewhere or you go into a certain place, everywhere and everyone around you also is joyous, is happy to see you. That is how you know that you are a joyful person. That is how you know that you are a person, you are a giver of joy. Because you brought joy into the atmosphere. So, from today, as you are walking anywhere, you should look. Are you a person that is distributing joy? Because I told you, joy is a character that you will need to develop. Glory to God. Joy is a character that you need to develop. So, if you are unable to develop this character, I don't know what else that you need to develop. You can develop your prayer life. But if you are not joyful in praying, if you are not happy about praying, or if you are not happy when you are praying, it's not going to work. Why is it not going to work? Because that is not what the Lord wants. That is not how the Lord wants you to come to Him. He wants you to come joyful with a thankful heart. That is why we read in the book of Psalms that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his cause with praise. So you don't go before the Lord unhappy. When you are going to church, whatever situation that is behind you, you leave it at home. You leave it on the streets. When you are coming back, then you pick it. You go to the church joyous and you come back joyous. If you think your situation is too big for the Lord to handle, you can leave it on the streets 
go and then come back. But don't walk in the presence of the Lord unhappy, sad. You can't do that. It's not right. And that is exactly what the Lord does not want. It shouldn't be so. Why must we go to church unhappy? Ask yourself that question. Did God call you into his presence? Did God send a gift unto man? Did God send a gift unto man into your presence just so he could see you frown? It's like you giving a gift to somebody, expecting the person to be happy about the gift, and the person is not expressing any sort of joy. You're not happy. So you start to question yourself. Don't allow the Lord to question himself. He has given you gifts unto men. These gifts are pastors, evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers. When you read the book of Ephesians chapter 4 or 5 or so, we find these gifts of unto men over there. We have five offices. Glory to God. We have five offices. So I'm telling you that these gifts unto men are very precious. This is why God gave them to you. This is why God gave them to you. And when He gave them to you, He gave you a place that you can find that gift. So that you can reap of His gifts and enjoy His gifts. And He's expecting that that gift that He has set there, you'll be joyful about it. Don't go to church frowning. Is there a reason really to frown nowadays? Is there a reason really to be sad nowadays? The only thing that makes me happy is my life. And some will be saying, Oh, my life isn't that joyous. My life isn't interesting. It's just the same routine. Sister, the same way, it, it is the same routine, yes. But let me tell you one thing and one thing for sure. Lose it today and see if you wouldn't want to come back. You should be happy. You should be joyous about life. Amen. You should be joyous about life. You should be happy. You will always be laughing. Because joy influences laughter. Influences happiness. Hallelujah. Influences happiness. Influences joy. As a Christian, you are meant to be joyful individually. Self. Let's put Christianity aside. Individually, you are meant to be a joyful person. You have to be joyful. Hallelujah. You have to be joyful. There's no need for you to be sad about anything. The Lord said, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And into his cross with praise. So if you are not excited, glory to God. If you are not excited where you are going to, what you are going to do, or you are doing it because they say it is time, or somebody has sent you a message, come and let's pray. If you are doing it because of that, then I'll, your prayer is a question. Why did you pray? And why didn't you do it with joy? There is a difference between unhappiness and repentance. 
there's a difference between those two when praying hallelujah when you are unhappy it's a different thing and when you are repentful or when you are in a mood of repentance it's also different so don't mix up the two they are two different things so from now on you should really question yourself when your prayers don't work then why isn't my prayer working is it from me or is it from the things that I do which is it the joy of the Lord is your strength and if you want to know what makes the Lord happy it is when you are happy it is when it's not he is happy when you do all other things but the most paramount one I can tell you is when he sees you happy why do you think he gave you the Bible and showed you how to be prosperous why do you think he gave you the Bible and showed you how to be prosperous? Why do you think he did that? He wants you to be happy. Because when you are happy, he is happy. Because at the end of the day, he's your father. So he, a father has to see his son or his daughter happy. Before he is also happy. And at ease that indeed there is joy. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. There is joy. Glory to God. Keep this at the back of your head. If there's anything that you should let go of, it shouldn't be your joy. Because your joy influences every part of your Christian life. Your prayer life, your church going, all the things, the departments that you are in church doing, everything over there depends joy if you are not happy about serving the lord in church you can't serve him if you are not happy about going to church you cannot do any of the things in the church and you wouldn't like the place it will seem like an event you go to every sunday it's the same way there is a party every friday saturday huh? it's the same way you have work monday to friday glory to god it will be the same way. Going to church isn't basically a, a Sunday event. You should go with joy. You should go expectant for something different every time. Do you understand what I'm saying? You should go expectant for something different every time. But because that's what the Lord wants to see. That's what He wants to see. Glory to God. That's what he wants to see. For you to be joyful. So then again I ask you, what is taking away your joy? What is snatching your joy away from you? I mean, is there really a reason? Like I, I just asked, is there really a reason to be sad today? I don't find any proper reason as to be sad or why to be sad. Because I have life, that's enough for me to be happy. Enough for me to be thankful. So another thing that you should know about joy is that joy influences the act or, you know, the attitude of thanksgiving or thankfulness. Because if you are happy that you have life, automatically you will be thankful that you have life. Because some are dead. Some are underground. 
Some have become dead. Some have turned into bones. And you are here. Say you are unhappy because of what? Say you are depressed because of. Joy is a very paramount thing. It influences every part of our life. I've been speaking on faith for years now. Now, that's faith eh, that I've been speaking on. One thing you should know is that I'm, whole, I'm always happy to preach about it. I'm always happy to preach about faith. And people are always happy to receive the word about faith because when they do, they come into Christ. And when they come into Christ, heaven rejoices. So you see, if, the, if you, there's no reason, if there is no joy in the house of the Lord, if there is no joy in Christianity, do you really think I'd be here? Do you, like, be honest with yourself, if there wasn't any joy in serving the Lord, do you think, listen, serving the Lord is an experience on its own. can call millions and millions of people on sets today to tell you about their experience serving the Lord in different occasions, seasons, and times. Different events everywhere and anywhere. I'm telling you, I can call so many people to give you their experience. Serving the Lord is a joyful experience. That is why we always have to make sure to go out and tell others about it. Because it's urgent. It needs to be done. Glory to God. It needs to be done. Amen. So, I want this to remain with you till tomorrow. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday, uh, and, and then Saturday, we'll be having this conference throughout till Sunday. The conference ending on Saturday, but we are on the whole week. This whole week we've been on. But it's necessary that you know that your life isn't about sadness. Christianity isn't a trap. Okay? Being a Christian, being somebody who works and serves the Lord does not mean that you are entrapped in a place. It does not mean that you are limited. It means that you've been shifted to a higher life of glory and you are meant to be happy about it. People see Christianity up to date. People see Christianity as a limitation. You ask yourself, why? I don't know. You ask them when you see them. All these things are edges. This is just a preamble to our conference. Tomorrow and the last day, I'll be talking to you about more. So go and ponder over these things. The only reason, maybe, why your prayer isn't working is because you are not joyful praying. You are praying with the heart of grief. You are praying with a heart contrary to what you are meant to be praying with, which is joy. You are praying contrary to what the Lord wants you to pray with. That is why it's not working. Nothing more, nothing less. Amen. So, most of 
you are, I think I've answered your question today about why your prayers are not working. Nobody should ask me that question again. You should assess yourself from time to time and ask yourself what you are doing wrong. Go back to the word of God. These messages that God has given through me to you, you go back and listen to them. Ponder over them and make sure that you grow in the messages. You listen to them. Let them make an impact to you. Receive the word of God with joy. That is why I'm here. I'm here to bring you joy because I'm a guilty man. And everyone is. At the end of the day, everyone is. So when people say they don't want to become pastors or evangelists, I laugh because one way or the other, your church will get to do evangelism. When you become an evangelist, you go out preaching the word of God. We are a gift unto man. We are going to share God's gifts because they have been given unto you and you are reaping of it. So you have to go out and let other people know about these gifts. And if they are not joyous doing it, you can't give the gift right. It is like it's your birthday, someone wants to give a gift to you, and then the person is coming frowning, or the person is not happy giving the gift to you. What will you tell the person? Won't you tell the person it's okay, keep it? I know it's expensive. Take, take it back. At least you tried. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So joy is a very important factor. Very, very important. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Let's thank the Lord for the opportunity that He has given to us today. Father Lord, who acts in heaven, we thank you. We bless your holy name. There is none like you and there is none compared to you. There is none who meets to your expectation. But through your son, Jesus Christ, we are able to meet your expectation. This is why we say you are great, you are kind, you are loved, you are caring. We adore you, Lord. Give you all the glory, all the praise, with adoration and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.